Hey, it's Chris here. Can I ask a quick favour of you? If you've picked up a copy of my book, Rise of the Youpreneur, and you can spare 60 seconds to drop a quick review up on Amazon, it would mean the world to me. I read every single one of them, and they simply brighten my day every day. Plus, if you send me a copy of the review, you can just post it up on social and tag me at Chris Ducker or email me directly, chris at chrisducker.com. I'll send you a free gift that I know you're going to love, and it's super useful as well, just as a way to say thank you for doing so. And if you've not got a copy of the book yet, what are you waiting for? Head over to youpreneur.com right now to grab your copy. Thanks for listening to this short message, and let's get started with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 301 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you very much for being with me. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode. If you have not checked it out already, you should absolutely do so. 14 of my best personal brand business buddies weighed in on their number one tip to building a profitable brand-based business. Good gosh, lots of bees in there. Um, but yeah, great episode. Thoroughly enjoyed putting that together. And so far, so good. The audience is definitely coming back to me with rave reviews on all the gold that my guests uh, went ahead and um, shared. So if you haven't already checked it out, please do so. Last episode in your podcast player or visit youpreneur.com forward slash 300 and get it in ya as they say. Okay, so today we're going to be talking all about systems, automation, and, and how and why we should be systemizing certain parts of our business more so than others, and really kind of just deep diving on getting simple funnels in place and all that sort of stuff. My good friend Greg Hickman is in the house. He's actually going to be on stage with the opening keynote on day two of this year's Youpreneur Summit taking place in November in London. If you haven't got your ticket already, what you're waiting for, head over to youpreneursummit.com and get that sorted today because uh, Greg and the rest of the speakers are going to be dropping plenty of value bombs all weekend long. Plus, I want to see you there. I want to give you a hug. As, as, as one youpreneur to another. I want to welcome you to London. But yeah, great episode with Greg. I know you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. I don't want to hold up any longer. I thoroughly enjoy my conversation with Greg. In fact, you'll, you'll hear me remark at the end of this call with him um, where I always talk about how by the time we're done talking, I want to go back to my systems, my processes, my funnels, and start tinkering around to see what I can do to kind of tweak them and make them even more successful. He'll have the same effect on you, trust me. And by the way, I want to clarify, if you haven't already got a funnel in place for your business, a marketing funnel particularly in place for your business, fear not because we cover putting the real nuts and bolts simplest marketing funnel in place as well to get you started on the road to actually systematizing your own business. It's a great chat. Get your notebook ready because you're going to need it. Here we go. So Greg, welcome back to Youpreneur FM, my brother. Thanks for having me, my man. 
Oh, it's so good to be back with you. It's been a while. I, if I'd have done my research, um, I'd know exactly what episode uh, <laughs> you were last on, but I don't. Uh, but we will link to it in the show notes to you guys. Greg is um, one of my best buddies on the planet. We got to know each other. The infamous story of me um, spitting beer over the back of his neck and head is now, I mean, it's not infamous anymore. I think it's famous. I think it's an actual <laughs> famous story uh, in Pat Flynn's hotel suite in Las Vegas where we're having kind of like a little after-party party and um, somebody said something ridiculously funny. I wasn't drunk. I just want to clarify this. I was not a drunk person at this time, but nonetheless, something funny happened and I laughed and with a mouthful of beer and Greg got, you know, sprayed on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The sad and or not sad part of it is I don't think anybody was drunk. <clears throat> it was like a 30 minutes into 30, 40. It like wasn't late. And it was, it was <laughs> no. like the beginning of the evening. <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those nights. Everybody had a it was good like time. First drink. It was. So, I mean, Greg, you've, what I love about you, mate, when it comes to the entrepreneurial angle of our relationship, I've seen you obviously go from strength to strength to strength over the time that we've been friends, but you've also pivoted quite a bit. Um, mm. And, you know, when I first got to know you, you were all about mobile and mobile marketing, and you were doing extremely well with that. But, you know, in your own, you know, honesty, you weren't ultimately very happy with what you were doing. Right. You wanted to make some changes, you pivoted. Um, and then obviously you and I worked together as service provider mm -hmm. and and client for a, a mm -hmm. number of uh, years. And you helped mm -hmm. me with the back end of my business and building funnels and all that kind of stuff. And quite frankly, the work that we did with each other back then, it's still helping us now yeah. to, you know, this is not something that just kind of, you know, I want to clarify, I didn't stop working with Greg's company because he was no good. <laughs> like we just reached the end of what we wanted to do with Greg and his team. And it's now obviously yeah. continuing to grow. And that's the great thing about systems and automation and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you ultimately, with Systemly today, you help people grow their businesses using proven marketing methods, building their funnels, their marketing funnels, saving time for them as business owners by putting a lot of stuff on autopilot, using the right software, using the right system, and all that kind of stuff. Have I given everybody a good infomercial for your business at this point? <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say like as a clarifier, you know, <clears throat> um, you know, uh, I think this notion of like putting your business on autopilot, um, for the most part, it's, it, it's kind of a load of BS, right? Like what is like putting like real, well, when people think of autopilot and it, like going in and they don't have to touch anything. And right. I think the, you know, what I want to make sure that people understand is like, uh, that automation, like all of the things that you would automate and that you can automate one, when they, when you want them to work really, really well, they usually start manually. So it's like, I think a lot of people like have this cool vision of how things can be automated, but they've never actually done them in like a process. So it like breaks and it doesn't work and it doesn't work like they thought is because they, they took an idea and automated it versus having done it multiple times and then realized that's the way it should be and then automating it. And so on top of that, it's, it doesn't have to be always, uh, 
I think a lot of people, they think it turns into this transactional thing like, mm-hmm. oh, like it feels robotic and, and dehumanized. And, um, you know, when it starts manually and you kind of go through the motions of like, hey, like I normally would have sent a welcome email to my new clients. That's kind of normal. Oh, well, now I can automate it because I'm adding 10 to 20 new clients a month and it's just not possible to do that one off anymore. That's something that would get automated. It doesn't have to be dehumanized. And in fact, a lot of times the systems that we're helping our clients create incorporate the people in the business, because when you want to have a systemized business, it's like, how do you use technology to deploy the strategy that you Mm. have across sales, marketing and delivery, which I think people, most people forget about is like, just because they gave you money, like that's when the relationship actually starts. Right. So it can just And I want to say, just to interject very quickly, that was the one thing, if you remember back to when we started working together properly, that was the one thing that I was concerned about because, you know, I'm all about P2P, people to people. Mm -hmm. It's one of my big Mm -hmm. things I try and, you know, get on my soapbox and preach all the time. And so I was worried about whether or not what we were going to be doing with each other would take away that that philosophy of building the right kind of relationships in that manner. And it totally did not. It just made everything yeah. easier. In fact, actually put it on steroids, if I'm to be honest. So, and, and in a good way, not a bad way. So yeah, yeah. I want to clarify that again, what Greg is saying here, like, Putting, you know, automating certain parts of your business isn't, it shouldn't be seen as that kind of magic pill that you pop, but also on the flip side of the coin, it, you can do it in a way that still feels human and not so, not, not too systematic. Yeah. And it's funny, you actually used a word, um, in your kind of initial intro that is a, a, a term that we use, uh, systemize, right? We actually, we legit say like our method is called the systemized business growth plan. And like, in order to have a systemized business, it is the, like, we believe like the, the success of your business being like running like a well-oiled machine, et cetera, hinges on the balance of people and the systems, right? Like systems being, you know, an automation tool or your landing page tool or whatever tool you're using, but also the people that are operating those tools, uh, within your business. Right. And, and we can talk a little bit more about that as we, as we go deeper, but yeah, by no means is it, there are no humans. It is how do we streamline maybe and reduce the amount of human touch points that once created friction and, um, you know, uh, kind of, created bottlenecks Mm. to the point where now we use the systems and automation to make the people involved even more efficient that we can now increase our bandwidth and increase profitability and our margins and all that stuff. Yeah, totally. All right. Love it. So here's, here's the one thing, and this is what I, I, I'm so looking forward to seeing you present and open up uh, day two as our keynote speaker at the Upana Summit. For you guys tuning in, um, Greg will be live in London along with Jay Bear and Carrie Wilkerson and Jada Selner and everyone else that's coming down to speak and hang out with us over the weekend of November uh, 3, 4, and 5. But um, uh, it's been a while since I've seen you speak live and <laughs> you've grown so much as a business owner. And I know that mm. you truly do practice what you preach in your own business and what you do for your clients. So I'm super excited about your opening keynote on day two. I just want to state, state that right there. I'm going to be sitting at the back of the room 
with my microphone turned off <laughs> um, and, and really just making copious amounts of notes. It's going to be great. But, but I want to, can we get a little bit of a sneak peek here in terms of what you're going to be talking yeah. about? And what you're going to be sharing is you're going to be sharing basically um, how, we can, how we can ultimately, you know, build our businesses in a more of a smart, savvy manner when it comes to, cre- you know, doing what we do best, taking that, productizing that, systemizing the marketing behind that, and obviously mm. ramping up sales and all that sort of stuff from there. That's a real kind of broad way of looking at what your talk's going to yeah. be. But here's my thing, and this is the big the, the big kind of thorn in, in my side as a slightly older entrepreneur as well. And, and your target audience is going to be my age, by the way. It's going to be mm-hmm. early to mid-40s. That's the people that I attract myself. Yeah. They're all very successful business owners, right? Yeah. But the problem is a lot of the time they struggle, as do I, with the tech side of the online business world and kind of figuring out what software to use for what particular thing, what's best here, what we shouldn't touch, what's a waste of money, what's a waste of time, et cetera, et cetera. So let's give everybody a little bit of a sneak peek in regards to that. Like, How can we start to come to some decisions when it comes to the beginning of the systemizing of our business. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people, you know, where no matter what demographic age range, you know, the tools typically is what creates the overwhelm. Um, and there's a lot of causes for that. You know, it's all the quote unquote, like funnel hacking stuff now and like trying to just copy and mimic people. But I think the big problem is that Um, there's so much overwhelm around the tech, uh, that allows us to pull these things off in the first place, that that's where people start. And even as veteran business owners, we look at this, like if, if you've been in the game and you're like, you have a successful business, but like you're lacking this technological side and using automation, et cetera, it, it probably feels like a weakness for you. And so you lean into that. And sometimes to a fault in that you kind of throw away all of the stuff that got you to where you're at now, which is the strategy and like the simplifying of a game plan. And typically with these tools, someone gives you an idea and then you literally jump to the tools and you start implementing. And like ideas, in my opinion, you can't implement an idea. You can imp- an idea, you can take an idea and create a game plan. Mm -hmm. And then you can execute a game plan and you can implement on a game plan. Mm -hmm. So like part of the the conversation we're going to be having, you know, at the event is how do we create a game plan that will benefit our particular business models so that we know what to build and then choose the tools that allow us to build that thing? Because so often people like will, they'll look at the feature set of a tool And inherently that limits what they can create because the tool has certain features and functionality. Well, it's why don't we figure out what you want it to do and then find the tools that are appropriate for the job and implement, right? Mm. So what I want to make sure everyone walks away with is how do you look at your business and create this systemized business plan so that you know what even needs to be built? Because I can tell you that having in our own business and working with people, even from people like yourself to the clients we work with now, the businesses that get to seven figures, high six, even seven figures and beyond, 
the kind of the core element that I think propelled them from say the low six to the high six and crossing that seven threshold was simplicity, like not overcomplicating it. And when we jump into all these tools, we're very quickly just overcomplicating it. And you see like all of like the mind maps and the Infusionsoft campaigns or whatever. And it looks like, you know, this cobweb and that scares the heck out of people. And it really, most businesses can get to seven figures with one funnel. Why do you think we do? I mean, you know, here, here we are just a couple of entrepreneurs, you know, just chatting here now. Let's forget about tactics for a minute. I'm curious to know from your angle, why do you think we want to overcomplicate our lives so much as business owners? Because it's, it's it's a theme I see everywhere. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would say I think it comes down to that we all still hope that there's this like silver bullet <laughs> and this shortcut right. and that the technology is that shortcut, right? Um, you know, I always – there's this graphic I always use of like a, like an iceberg, right? And you know, what everyone sees on the top above the water is like the Upreneur brand, like the fact that you have, you know, a, a, a conference and like, oh, the, that's his product offering and that's their, you know, whatever, that's their packaging, that's their course. Like that's what you see above the water, but like all of the stuff that makes that work for that entrepreneur is the stuff that you cannot see below the water. It's mm. the, the, the amount of research that went into their avatar and like knowing their client and knowing how they think and like what keeps them up at night that allowed them to develop the thing that you see above the water. And you'll never be able to copy that until you go below the surface. But guess what? Going below the surface requires work and it's <laughs> not sexy it's the, it's the unsexy, some of the unsexiest work you can do, but it's what makes the above the water top of the iceberg stuff work. And I think we're all just looking for that shortcut that ultimately doesn't look at that under the water piece of the iceberg, which, you know, as you know, is often way larger, triple the size of the top of above the water oh, yeah. iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. Very so often. Yeah. It's just, it's not sexy. It's like, it's just the stuff that is you know, I was having a conversation with another systems person the other day. That must have been like, riveting. Oh, my God. I, I loved it. I loved it. And I was like, what do you find to be like the most ironic thing about what you do? And she goes, it's funny. Like I left corporate and I'm dealing with these entrepreneurs and like I'm weaving back in things that we did in corporate. And it's like, that's right, because most successful businesses that, you know, a lot of us left big brands, agencies, whatever, like they still operate on a lot of fundamental principles that entrepreneurs just kind of threw to the side, like structure, org charts, like client journeys, like things that we think we could avoid because we have a particular piece of technology now or that we're a solopreneur or whatever. And those are really the things that allow us to create the right system for us hmm. versus seeing what's above the surface and me trying to opt into, you know, your funnel and then just mimic everything you do. It won't work for me or anybody else because of they don't understand what's below the surface. Yeah, totally. I get it. All right. So second half of the conversation, let's, let's deep dive a little bit then on say, mm-hmm. just putting together our first really simple marketing funnel. So from the first touch point through to with as many stops as you need, 
um, if you imagine a train going down a train track, right? We're jumping mm-hmm. on at King's Cross, okay? Platform nine and three quarters, and we are on our way to Cambridge, okay? Um, you know, fast train, 46 minutes, maybe, I think, three stops, four stops max. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from first touch point to first sale with that customer? What what does yeah. that funnel look like? Yeah. Um, so caveat, it's going to be a little bit different depending upon what it is you're selling. Okay. So with that being said, first, the client journey, obviously the client moves from not knowing who you are to paying client. But when we develop and design the client journey, we reverse we go reverse. So it's like, what are you selling? So for those of you listening, like, are you selling, um, consulting? Are you selling a productized service? Are you selling a course? Are you selling a mastermind? What's the price point? Um, what type of like really like obviously the avatar work because the avatar work is going to dictate like what, what's the, what, what type of conversion method am I going to need in order to close the sale? Mm. Right. Is this a, a sale that I can make just off of a sales page and never talking to them? Is this something that I am going to need to get on the phone for? Is this something that I'm, it's, is it going to be a one-on-one sales conversation? Is it going to be a one-to-many sales conversation? Like what is the dynamic of the, pro, like what is the problem that I'm solving? Because the level of sophistication that is going to be required for you to make that sale uh, is going to dictate what the best conversion method is. So for us specifically and like coaches, consultants, you know, I think stage one, even if you're selling a course, I always recommend, and if this is your first funnel, to design a funnel where you sell whatever it is you're selling over the phone. Interesting. One-to-one, whether you're, now some of you might remain that way, for life because like you very sell. high end consulting and yeah. that kind of if stuff. If you're selling yeah. over, if you're selling over 2,500, I'd say regardless of whether it's a coaching program, a mastermind, some sort of service or consulting nine times out of 10, it's going to require a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so how you design your funnel needs to prepare that person for that conversation so that it can be the most effective conversation possible. Right. Which means the comp like the, the depth of conversation and the content is probably going to be a little bit uh, heavier. Whereas if you're just trying to sell a hundred dollar product, you might not need to get to know the person as well yes. or go super deep. It's going to probably be an emotional purchase, you know, uh, things like that. Or, so, or more, or also more of an aspirational purchase sometimes as well. Like I think with that kind of level, um, mm-hmm. You know, if you've done everything right up to that point in the sales process where you've created that kind of trust and they've got to know you properly and they like you and all that kind of cliche stuff, the chances of them going through a funnel and making a purchase for a hundred bucks or something, it becomes a little bit more of a no brainer if they already know you because of what you've done already, right? Yeah. And I want to, what I'm about to say, I hope I don't confuse people, but this is something that I think is completely overlooked. And the reason why most people build funnels that aren't profitable. Um, and it starts with this notion of reverse engineering and like understanding what is both the lifetime value of a client or customer and even the annual value of a client or customer. Hmm. Because what we see a lot of people running into now more than ever, and if 
you're listening to this conversation and you're going to be with us in, in London. At some point as a business owner, I'm assuming that your business is not relying just on referrals and you have a mix of, of traffic, particularly maybe paid traffic, right? Like you're paying to bring leads in. Most people don't pay attention to their lifetime value or annual value, which then when they sell something for $300 and lo and behold, they find out they start launching their funnel in this competitive landscape on Facebook that it costs 1500 to acquire a client. Well, now you're losing money. So it's like you really have to understand what it is you're selling. What is the cost to fulfill it and reverse that into, well, what's it going to cost me to get a client? Right. Um, because I have we we know mutual friends that literally their entire business has thrived off of membership, like low ticket 49. Yep. And it's a volume game. Yep. And when they just launch, it's a great piece of the business. It's a tough front end piece of a business when you go to pay traffic, um, especially if you're in a competitive market. So back to like, where do you start? What are you selling? I would recommend, even if you're just getting started, even if you're going to sell sub 2000 to start selling it over the phone, because the information that you get from those conversations, even if you are losing money in the beginning, will be priceless when it comes to going to pay traffic and having the right messaging. Totally. Right. Yeah. And so many people are off right now. Like this is why everyone's like, oh, you can't do ads direct to whatever. The reason that most people's ads aren't converting right now is because of messaging. People just don't know their client well enough or their customer well enough. And for a, up until now, you could get away with it. Not anymore. Right. Especially with the rising costs. Like if you want cost effective ads on Facebook, you better know your client better than anybody. And the only way to do that is to talk to them. Amen. Absolutely. So, so if you're selling a $200 course and it's your first time, sell it over the phone, spend the time having those conversations because all of that information is going to allow you to communicate it in your funnel effectively down the road that will make it profitable in the long term. And, and, and if you are selling something that's over 2000, likely it's going to be over the phone anyway. So that being said, how do we get someone on the phone? Um, well, we don't want to get on the phone with everybody. So we want to get on the phone with the right people. So what is the part of our funnel that's going to filter for the, the most qualified prospect for us? That's an application. Um, you know, we have people before we ever get on the phone with anybody, they have to answer certain questions. Um, so again, reverse engineering, if the closest point to the transaction is me on the phone with someone, the next step out is, well, they applied to get on the phone with me. So what questions do we need to ask to make sure that we should be getting on the phone with that person? Okay, well, what are we then telling them that's going to convince them to fill out that application? Well, we need to show them that we have a method to solve their problem. So back to whatever, whatever it is you're selling, you should know that your client or prospect has a particular problem or pain and that you are the one that can solve it. And you need to demonstrate that you know what you're doing and that you can do that. That could be with testimonials. That could be by demonstrating your proprietary process. Um, I would say nine times out of 10, it's not teaching, which I think is also a kind of a for some people like the webinars that we see that sell like courses 
is uh, it's step by step, right? Here are the seven steps that you need to do, right? Right. When it's going to be a DIY experience, showing them the steps is actually important. So like if you're selling something that your client will do on their own without you, showing them the process and the steps of the process is important because they're going to be the ones having to do it. So they need to see themselves in the process. So if there's this mystery around what steps they're going to have to do, that's going to be the objection. Well, like, I'm not sure, like, I know I'm going to have to do this myself. Like, I don't know how I'm doing it. What happens next? Right, right, right. But if it's a, hey, I'm going to help you because I'm a service provider, they need to, they don't care about the steps because they're not going to be the ones doing it, right? So you need to like show them the transformational opportunity. Hey, here's what it's going to look like when you have this system in place. Here's what's going to happen if you wait and you don't do anything about it, right? So it's a different conversation when you're selling something that's DIY versus done for you and even kind of that mix. Um, so what is the best content that's going to demonstrate that? Uh, the shortest path, and I know this is already kind of getting big. This is big picture, right? But it's kind of the picture that needs well, to be there's painted. There's nothing wrong with big picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like version one is – lead magnet that is kind of a piece of my product. So if I'm saying, hey, the systemized business, we have a blueprint for that. Do you want to know what the blueprint is? Download the systemized business blueprint. Hmm. And you download that. It's a could be a short guide, could be a quick guide. On the thank you page, I'm basically going to say, hey, hold up. I just sent you the blueprint to your email. It's going to be there in like 10 minutes. While I have you, I want to break down how you use this blueprint in your business and what type of results you can expect. And this is where you, sh you demonstrate the process and ideally weave in some results, either your own or clients that might be just like the person that just downloaded it and say, hey, look, um, go check out the blueprint. But if you want to like accelerate this and you're kind of interested in what I'm talking about and you want us to help you integrate this blueprint in your business, well, just click the button below and schedule a call. And that's where it would take them to the application. So you could have a simple lead magnet that on the thank you page is essentially like a, in online marketing speak, a video sales letter. But really the video sales letter is a walkthrough maybe of the high level of the blueprint right. showing what life will look like once implemented and that you can accelerate that implementation or accelerate them getting that result in their business by just talking to an expert. Completely right? agree. And, uh, here's the thing. I, I find a lot of people when they're just really wanting to start to ramp up their marketing, they focus too much on the features of the product or the service and not enough on the benefits of using that product yes. or that service. Or, the, or like you <laughs> said, like this is how it's going to look. This is what it's going to be like being a member of the Youpreneur community rather than yeah. we got lots of videos and blueprints and a great, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like you join because you want to become the go-to leader in your industry. You don't join to get two or three videos each month. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, it's funny. Totally. It's funny. It's because like you watch a lot of the webinars today, uh, or any video sales, anything, and people go heavy into like what's included, like the logistics of the delivery, right? right. Oh, there's like seven calls and da, 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 da. And what's funny is like, I was actually at a seminar not too long ago. And, um, one of the, the, 
the attendees was like asked the the speaker, like, what happens when someone says, um, you know, well, well, how many calls do I get with you? Right. To solve the problem. Yeah. And the speaker goes, here's what you do. And he walked up to the person in the crowd. He says, the, the the solution I'm say the solution I'm selling is to get your business to seven figures. Hypothetical. Would you rather me touch your forehead and you get to seven figures or would you rather have 13 calls with me before you can get to seven figures? Which would you like? No one's going to choose 13 calls to get to seven. They don't care about they don't care about how they care about what it's going to look like when they get there. Yes. Right. Yes. And so sometimes I think so many people jump into the logistics because they're trying to justify their cost, the, right. the investment, when really they need to be showing, look, I know how to get you there. It doesn't matter if it's three calls or 13 calls or whatever. Do you want the result? Because this is what the result is going to look like for you and your business. And you either want the result or you don't. And you're going to, you'll do whatever it takes to get the result, right? Cool. So it doesn't matter if we talk three times or 14 times, as long as we get you to the result, we're good. Right. And so I think so many people that are coming out now are like trying to justify their worth and they're See a lot of bundling. Trying, There's a lot of yeah, bundling. A lot of bundling. It's like, bundle oh, lots you get of this stuff and, in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it, mo- more often than not, that's the reason people don't get the result is because they just put too much stuff in. Mm. Right. Mm. And so I think like whatever, whatever you're selling, you need to consider your prospect and where they're at now and what they need to do to get there, to get the result that they want. Yeah. Where they want to be. And you need to show them essentially what is it going to cost them if they don't do anything and what's it going to look like when they follow the process that you share with them, this method that you have created, whether that's a course or a coaching program or something, um, to give them the confidence that, look, I can accelerate you. The best way for us to help you is to chat and figure out if we can, if we're even a good fit. So I find that like, if you were to bump into someone, you'd probably like most of us, most of us, this is literally the conversation you would have with a potential prospect in real life. Mm. Hence why it should be the exact same conversation you have in your funnel. It's like, Hey guys, I have a method. You want to learn about it? Cool. Hey, look, if you implement this, here's what it's going to look like. Or you can keep doing what you've been doing and be overwhelmed and da, 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 da. And we'll have the same conversation six months down the road. Would you rather solve it now or later? Hey, look at John and Chris and Pat and all these other people that did this method and now have the result. If you want to have the same thing that they had and faster, just click the button below, answer a couple questions, and we're going to talk like humans and see if we can help you. And if we can't, we'll point you in the right direction. And if we can, we'll share how that works. Like literally that's the funnel. Yeah. And it's just some sort of content that ties into you being able to solve the problem, driving them into a conversation. And the reason we have the application is that filter we talked about. Sure. And it's it's important to make sure that you're not bogging your day down talking to people that aren't qualified. Yeah. And when we talk in London, you know, I'm going to throw out some like metrics and baseline metrics that people should be paying attention to because the, at the end of the day, like every time you get on the phone with a prospect, there is a cost as an owner, whether it's you or your team, your team member. And when you want to have a profitable funnel, you need to make sure that you have the lowest cost 
per conversation as possible, which is going to mean you're going to not get on the phone with everybody that applies and your application is going to weed out the people that you know you can't help. If you're like a plumber and people are applying, asking for, you know, something that has nothing to do with plumbing, you just wouldn't get on the phone with those people. Right. Right. And right now, a lot of people, of course, creators, coaches, we waste a lot of time and money talking to the wrong people. And you need to think about your funnel as being the, let me talk to the right people. So in its simplicity, the shortest, fastest funnel, I think is some sort of lead magnet guide that is a demonstration of your process Hmm. with a, a, a video on the back end, which will build some rapport, go a little bit deeper on that process, tie it to some results that this person is looking for and offer up the opportunity to have the conversation faster. If they don't take that conversation, there's some other conversation you have with them continuing to invite them to have the call. But like, if you want to go from, they just gave you their email address to they're applying to work with you. That's the shortest possible. Um, a good alternative is a webinar instead of that video. The challenge with the video of the webinar is it takes longer to build. Yes. It asks them to stay for 60 minutes, which in some cases is good. If say you charge $10,000, you might want someone to sit there for an hour listening to what you have to say before they consider getting on the phone with you. And so again, back to like, what are you selling at what cost? What is it like? What's your profit margin? Because you might need to put them through a little bit more of a, Hey, like spend 60, 60 to 70 minutes on this training. And if you're still interested in talking, then we should talk, you know? Um, so lead magnet, video application call or lead magnet, which is the webinar application call. Um, and that could work for selling direct from a webinar into one to many or into a conversation. Love it. See, it doesn't need to be complicated, does it, folks? <laughs> Literally does it, doesn't. Did it doesn't say need it, to I'm be like, complicated. Isn't, okay, so honest though, like I feel like the just saying, you know, add to a lead magnet application conversation. Did I make it sound too complicated or like, is it actually like, I just want to make sure that I'm not like, I'm not I, like, I think, no, I, I think you, I, no, I think you, you laid it out very, very simply. I, I think the most important thing is to understand that you put it in place and you just bloody do it. Cause I think a lot yeah. of people, you know, perfection <laughs> is something that will starve you of success for the longest time as possible, as long as you're actually procrastinating from taking action. I think like mm-hmm. it, it might not be the perfect funnel right away. It might not right. be the perfect funnel right away. But that perfection yeah. that you're chasing down will starve you of your own success. And so just bloody well put the funnel in place, run the ad, get the opt-in, get them on a call, you know, get them to do the the application, get them on the call and, and close. If it doesn't yeah. work, then go back and tweak and so on and so on. I, I think it absolutely makes sense. So the, the thing that kind of led me to this, um, and I think if anyone walks away with any sort of insight from this conversation, I hope it's this. And it's not something that I created, but it's something that I heard that then changed my life. So uh, February of... January of 2017, um, so a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, um, I heard Clay Collins, who is the, was the founder of Lead Pages, 
basically make this comment saying that the fastest way for any business to hit seven figures, and I'll just say like, if you don't want to get to seven figures and you just want to accelerate, this still applies. But is it the fastest way for any business to get to seven figures is to focus on these five things. The first is to focus on one avatar, right? One type of client, you know, one type of person, right? That has one problem, not you work with realtors, insurance agents, financial advisors, plumbers, like you can't work with all those people. So who is the one avatar that you're going to serve? What is the one offer that you're going to give them that's going to solve their problem? One offer, not a menu of services. Mm-hmm. What is the one offer? Mm-hmm. What is the one conversion method? In this instance, like what is the funnel? Like webinar into conversation? Or is it a, a an event selling from an event? Whatever your conversion is, fo- only focus on one. Yep. What is the one traffic source that you will focus on? Maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's LinkedIn, but only one. Mm-hmm. And you do those four things for one year. There you go. And I heard that. And at this, at that stage of the, t- the game, we offered a lot of different services around Infusionsoft support, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? This is who we want to help. And this is how we can help them. We created one package, literally one offer, which made saying no to the wrong people really easy. Yep. And that's all we offered from February of 2017 to now, basically. And we were able to get to a seven figure run rate in 10 months three of which months we were not selling. And here's why he says this, that I think will get, that gets lost for some people, but I want to make sure it's understood. The comment you made, it doesn't need to be perfect, right? The perfect funnel or whatever system is obviously profitable, right? It's scalable. And when you are constantly talking to the exact same person for a year, selling the exact same offer over and over and over again, converting people into that offer, and then delivering those people the results, guess what? You get really good at all of those things. (laughs) And you find at each stage of the game, you get more efficient doing it. So like, oh wow, I'm getting these clients really great results. Three months from now, you probably do it way more effectively than you did the first time, AKA profit margin increases. Oh wow! I now now that I've helped all those people, I actually know them better. So my ads are more effective. So my cost per lead has gone down, and it's now more it's more more affordable for me to get leads into my funnel. So it's like this perpetual like as you keep doing it, you keep getting better and better and better, and you start to reap the benefits of actually having the system in the first place, right? Because you create the efficiencies from having it. So that's the importance of the year part, right? Like that's why you got to just keep doing it. It's iteration. It might not be the most profitable thing when you launch it, but don't give up on it. And it might not be the most sexiest thing either, right? right? But it it will work. Tweak it. Tweak it. And over time, you're going to be like, wow, it used to take us 40 hours to deliver the result. It takes us 10. It used to take me 90 days to close a client. Now it takes me 14 days. It's like, oh my God, we have a machine. Yeah, love it. Guys, if you want to hear a little bit more about Greg's machine, <laughs> what a great lead-in, totally unplanned. If, if you want to hear a little bit more about Greg and his machine and how he can help you uh, get similar results to himself and his clients, make sure you are genuinely at the Youpreneur Summit 
in November. Head over to youpreneursummit.com right now. Still some tickets available. Not a lot, but there's still some tickets available. I'd love to see you there personally, obviously, and I know Greg would as well. Um, show notes over at youpreneur.com forward slash 301. And uh, I'll be back again next week with another conversation. We're going to have a great chat, as always. Greg, thank you for being with me, brother. It was great to be with you. And um, every time I speak to you, it's like I want to go away and like start looking at what I'm doing. You always, <laughs> you always get me to the mindset of, can we make this better? Can we make this better? And here's the thing. It doesn't happen every time, but a lot of the time when you go back and look at something that's already working pretty well, it can get better. You've just got to spend yeah. some time tweaking it. Tweak, 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 as uh, Greg said. Thanks for being with me, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. You know I love you for doing so. I'll be back at you again next week. Until then, take good care. Bye for now. So I've got a quick question for you. What are you doing November 3rd through to the 5th later this year? Nothing? Good. Because we'd love to host you at the annual Youpana Summit Conference taking place in London over that very weekend. You're going to get the chance to learn from the best expert speakers in the world, network with them up close, meet and get to know hundreds of other youpreneurs, as well as devise a plan of attack to grow your business faster than ever before, all over the course of just one weekend. For more info and to secure your place, just visit youpreneursummit.com and tickets are limited. So don't hang around, do it today. That's youpreneursummit.com. I'll see you there.